It's finally the weekend of college football we've been waiting for. Ranked matchups all over the schedule. And for NFL teams, it's put up or shut up time as they turn the first quarter of the season. All that and more on this edition of the Gridiron Breakdown. Welcome to the Gridiron Breakdown. The football show for the fans, by the fans, where we discuss the X's and O's of each week's premier college and NFL games. Your hosts are Lindsey, Brian, Allen, Josh, and Jay. Now let's get to the breakdown. It's time for the Gridiron Breakdown. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brian. I'm Alan. I'm Josh. And I'm Jay, and we're here to get you ready for week five of college football and week four of the NFL. Glad to have everybody in with us, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or listening on the audio platform of your choice. We appreciate you being here, hanging out with us tonight. Of course, the gridironbreakdown.com is where you can find all outlets to the show. Follow the show's social media. We'll go ahead and tell you now, you know, if you're following us on YouTube, you get the hot takes with your hot cakes on the weekend. Sometimes you get a, a redux. If my hot takes are horrible like they were last week, I come on and do a mea culpa. And if you're following us on our audio streams, you're going to get something new. We debuted this week called Quick Hits. Just some quick thoughts from a solo host here on something football related. I did a little uh, slow your roll, dry your powder Florida State fans this week. So we'll have more of that coming up. All that, again, available at thegridironbreakdown.com. Well, glad to have the gang back in. Like we said, it's going to be a packed week. Want to update everybody on picks, records, and then we'll get takeaways from the weekend we that was. We can skip that part. Alan, yeah, you we went 8-2 and two last week, my man. 30-16 on the year, storming back. Brian nipping at the heels, 7-3, 29-17, 20, I should say. Josh, 6-4, 27-19. One. Everyone's above 500. That's what's important here. So glad to have everybody here. Josh, let's start with you. Your biggest takeaway from the weekend of college football and NFL that you saw. You know, um, injuries are, are, are mounting. Um, that, I think, is the big thing. And, um, you know, look, since apparently, all right, now that we're all big media moguls and, and tycoons and things like that, you can just call on people to do things. I'm calling on ESPN to shut up Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> Preening schmo. That, so that's what I'm, I'm. I'm calling on him to do that. I Save that for your festivist airing of grievances. <laughs> Be coming later this year. Oh, look, we haven't even gotten to Ohio State's abortion of a uniform that's coming up um, here later this season. I've got the grievances, and they are this lost. week on Josh's Fashion Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, have, Kiffin. Lindsay, how about you? What's uh, what's going on with you? I learned we're all huge fans of Lane Kiffin. That's what I uh, took away from early this week and, and this weekend. Uh, well, I may be losing in picks, but I'm still very happy that Notre Dame whomped Wisconsin. So, yeah. And Wisconsin, uh, that was... That was rough for them. That was some, some bad cheese right there, gang. Uh, Alan, what about you, man? Well, you know, I think the world rejoiced that the jabroni hit this week. Yeah. Clemson two and two went down. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That Dabo is whining and complaining, but no one cares. You and know the big thing ranked. is? That's a sweet spot, though. They're 25th. But listen, somehow Auburn had to come back and beat Georgia State at the last minute. They moved up in the polls. We're, we're not going to talk oh, about that. No, yeah, I'm no. <laughs> big, big thank you, actually. And shout out to Clemson for being last in the ACC in points and yards. Because without them, Virginia Tech would be last. <laughs> 
Yes, amazing that Florida State is not last in defense or offense in the ACC. (laughs) You know, I think the big takeaway is um, I was reading that like 19 top 25 teams have gone down to unranked teams so far this season. Yeah, it has been it has been a big one. Josh, you got a shout out here from a fan that says Roll Tide on YouTube. Appreciate Vanessa watching along. So uh, awesome. Brian, what about you, man? Your takeaways for the weekend, especially the NFL action, man. Man, who would have thought the game that we all panned last week because I chose it ends up being one of the best games of the week to watch. The <laughs> right? Dolphins and the Raiders, man. What a fun game to watch. I love it. Yo, we text back and forth all day, Sunday and Saturday, and Josh had said, we're 3-0, and baby, and I'm like, are you sure? Because they just tied it up, and he's like, what? <laughs> I blame Lane Kiffin. That was one of my favorite reactions of the whole, whole weekend. That, yeah. But – Man, what a game! That was, hey, it was fun to watch. Are the Raiders three and zero, or are they not? They are. They are, they are indeed. So uh, <laughs> our offline you text your game, seat, that's for sure. Y'all, our offline text chain is is something to behold. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it diverges into the wood, but uh, sometimes it is it is dead on. Like you can walk away from your phone for forty minutes and come back, and it's like I missed four episodes. What happens? <laughs> so, True. There's, and then there's one lot. more thing here mm-hmm. with with my Golden Gophers. What the hell, man? (laughs) They were supposed to lose to Colorado, which is bad enough. But then they're supposed to defeat this team by 30 points. And they got killed. Dude, Scott Leffler beat Minnesota in the ground. Those are words I did not think I would speak. I mean, my bingo card is really low anyway. But there's lots of stuff that wasn't on it. That was definitely not one of them for sure. Uh, I got to check out some Friday Night Lights with uh, the Charlotte 49ers. Took out MTSU, uh, not for lack of trying to not, um, all night long. It was, uh, well, which is exactly what I knew was going to happen. I was like, you bring in Stockstill, he's on the ropes, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at us, and our defense couldn't close an umbrella. Sorry, fellas. But the offense is still getting it done. So, Chris Reynolds, you're the man. So, let's hope we can go up to Illinois and give Bird a taste of his medicine, though I imagine we're just going to be cashing a check. Hey, whatever. Um, that's the way it is. Well, it's officially Joey Freshwater Hate Week here on the Gridiron Breakdown, if you didn't know. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But it's time to start doing some featured games. And, Alan, you're going to lead us off this week. It's number eight, Arkansas, 4-0. and That's something I didn't have on my bingo card. At number two, Georgia, also 4-0. That's your Saturday, October 2nd, also 11 a.m. you probably 12. didn't have on your bingo card. Number two. Yeah, that one kicks off at 11 a.m. That's your noon Eastern kickoff on ESPN coming right out of game day. So, Alan, break it down for us. Tell us what this one's all about, man. Well, guys, you know, <clears throat> Arkansas rolls into Athens absolutely on fire and looks to continue its winning ways, which, if we're being honest, is going to be a really tough task against a Georgia team who's probably playing better than anybody in the entire country. Uh, Georgia is number one in total defense, only giving up 181 yards a game. They've only given up 23 points all season. Uh, the defense is smothered teams. They force nine turnovers. That defensive side of the ball is as talented and as well coached as any unit in all of college football right now. Uh, the one caveat I will say about that defense is none of the four teams they have played have an offense that I would call serviceable. Um, that may even be a stretch, but still – Putting up those numbers against air is very impressive. Offensively, Georgia's improved. They're averaging 454 yards a game. They're very balanced. Uh, JT Daniels, 
Uh, he's been able to show that he's a, able to make every throw on the field. He's able to stretch the field. Um, you know, but due to some injuries on a receiver and tight end, uh, some of that big playability on the outside just hasn't come to fruition yet for Georgia. Uh, the one thing I would caution about Georgia guys in four games, they've turned the ball over seven times already. Um, now, some of that were backup quarterbacks in garbage time, but still, you don't want to be turning the ball over, you know, basically twice a game. That 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 shows that you can be forced into mistakes. Now, on the flip side for Arkansas, the biggest key for Arkansas this week is the health of KJ Jefferson and Trey Burks. Arkansas needs both of these guys to be at 110%. Um, Arkansas is averaging 480 yards of total offense. Uh, They are getting it done offensively. They're averaging 35 points a game. They have big playability, guys. Trey Burks is moving up draft boards. I saw one that had him in the top 15. I mean, he's big. He's 6'3", 220, fast, powerful. He is – how he ended up in Arkansas, I'm not sure. Um, you know, K.J. Jefferson, while he has his limitations accuracy-wise, he's got the wheels, he's got the arms, and he can just make things happen. Um, you know, but they're going to have to have both of these guys on the field and have to be able to hit some big plays uh, to really attack this Georgia defense because manufacturing drives against them is incredibly difficult. Uh, which is made even worse by the fact that Arkansas is only converting third downs uh, 35% of the time. Um, You know, what this game, you know, the Arkansas defense on the other side has been really good, guys. They've only given up 265 yards a game, only given up 14 and a half points. The defense for Arkansas is only allows in third down conversions 27% of the time, one of the top teams in the entire country. Um, and they're going to need to do that because Georgia converts third downs 53%. Georgia's eighth in the country. They move the chains. Um, guys, what this game comes down to is Arkansas is going to need to be able to convert on third downs to keep drops going. They're going to need to stop Georgia on third downs to get them off the field. It's a tough road game. It's going to be a loud, emotional environment after playing a really physical, tough game against Texas A&M last week. I think Arkansas can stay close early. I think they fade late, though. I, I like the Bulldogs 28-17 to 17 over the Hogs. All right, so Allen goes Arkansas. Josh, what do you say about no, this? I one, go man? Georgia. I go Georgia. Oh, you go Georgia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you, I meant Georgia. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Josh, so what do you say? There's another guy that, that I think um, his name needs to be mentioned. It has been a long time since I've seen a defensive player cause another team to move their offensive linemen around. I'm talking about Arkansas's Trey Williams. There's a dude who's going to make some money on Sundays. They are going to need him to menace the JT Daniels. You know, Alan, you mentioned Georgia ball security, maybe not stellar. Um, They're going to need him to get back there and create havoc or force Georgia to, you know, put extra guys blocking him and and getting other guys back there. Um, If they've got any chance, I don't think, you know, and then Alan Alt, he, he mentioned, you know, the two key offensive players being banged up, and it's very clear how bad that Arkansas offense gets when the backup quarterback is yeah. in. Um, uh, so I, I'm going with Georgia in this one. I think it's a big ass to ask them to go on the road after a physical win over a and I'm going, give me the Bulldogs 21-13. Low, All sc- right. low, low scoring, close game. All right, Lindsay, what about you? I don't really have anything else to add to Alan or Josh, but I I agree. Arkansas 
needs to be better on third downs and they need to steer clear of stupid penalties to come even close to Georgia. I still like Georgia to win this one, 32-17. All right, you like Georgia big. Brian, you're you're wearing the, the, the colors. Let's guess what your pick is. Yeah, I, no surprise here. I think Arkansas is going to give them a fun game. Uh, I think it's cool that Arkansas is doing this well. Yeah. Um, but give me Georgia 24-20 in this one. I think Georgia wins this game. They're at home. I think that's huge for them. Yeah, but I think this is going to be a fun game to watch in a defensive struggle. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there, guys. I, I, I just want to point out the fact that Arkansas – is averaging almost 500 yards of offense and 35 points a game two years after North Texas dinked them into a fake punt return and they couldn't buy a field goal. That is an amazing turnaround. Right? Yeah, is. Let's be honest. It cannot be understated at the job Sam Pittman has done there in oh, yeah. two years. He had them playing better last year. They just couldn't cash the checks at the end of the game. But yeah. Sam Pittman's done a Don't heck of a job. We could go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, look, look, and Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator, and Barry Odom, defensive coordinator, yeah. two great hires. That's a, that's a sign of a smart coach, a great staff. So those guys are really getting it done. Absolutely agree with all of that. Well, I agree with you guys. That should be a really fun game, a good one to kick off your Saturday with. That That is the opening game of the weekend, y'all. That tells you how loaded the weekend is. The next one, boy, is one we've been we've been waiting on this one and hoping it would hit, and finally it did. It came to fruition, and Josh, this is your featured game of the week, sir. The number seven Cincinnati Bearcats, three and zero, on the road to take on the number nine Notre Dame by the skin of their teeth, four and zero, Fighting Irish. That's your Saturday, two thirty Central, three thirty Eastern, NBC game of the week. Josh, tell us about this one. You know, let's go ahead and just say that again. Number seven, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're winning football games in Cincinnati, Ohio. Even the Bulls are winning. I what the actual? So you know, Jay, you mentioned it. Undefeated Notre Dame. They have been tested repeatedly this season. Um, they were in a battle against my personal Ambien, Wisconsin, last week. Like Badgers football kids. You know what? I feel. I wish I had. I wish I had DVR'd a couple of these games because it doesn't happen often, but a couple times a year, um, uh, the you know insomnia hits. That would work. So um, anyway, um, it was a. It was now. It was a closer game than the final score would actually indicate. Yeah. Um, the Irish seized momentum um, after their starting quarterback, Jack Cohen, went down. He's expected to start this week. Um, if he can't go, um, Drew Pine was more than serviceable filling in, and that would most likely be the guy if Cohen's ankle won't let him start or it won't let him finish the game. Now, <clears throat> Alabama fans like to think they're the only team who gets opponents coming off of a bye. But Notre Dame's going to get to know that feeling this year as they get it for a second consecutive week, and I think it's going to happen like three more times this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Luke Fickle, head coach at um, Cincinnati, and where you know the SEC and other teams have come for him. Um, they've offered him truckloads. So far, he said no. Um, his Bearcats didn't have an easy go of it when last we saw them against uh, good – Indiana Hoosiers team. Um, they did pull away late, got the win, remain unbeaten, and they're they're in the top ten. 
Um, let's play a little gridiron breakdown fun facts, if you want to, kids. Uh, to add intrigue to this matchup, Notre Dame's new defensive coordinator is called Marcus Freeman. The Marcus Freeman was Cincinnati's defensive coordinator last year. And then, of course, Brian Kelly left the Cincinnati 12 years ago to become the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history. Still waiting for that national championship. And um, look, to, to Brian Kelly, who can be a bit of a you know surly dude like most of these head coaches, fully aware that um, they don't give you um, trophies for regular season wins. So um, anyway, a few little fun facts, some, some Cincinnati Notre Dame history. And, um, you know, Marcus Freeman did a very good job for Cincinnati last year and, and Luke Fickle off to a really nice start with um, a lot of new faces on the Irish defense. Fans of offense are going to want to skip ahead on the show and go to Lindsay's breakdown of Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, they might also oh, yes. want to skip this game. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame did put up 43 points last week, and you're thinking, you know, Josh, what do you want about? Well, seven of those came on a kick return, and 14 of those came on back-to-back -back pick sixes late in the game. Again, making that score look deceptively one-sided when if you actually watch the game or dozed in and out of it because of um, the, the, the tripped fan in badger meat, um, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, Notre Dame, one of the things that you, you might expect in a, in, in a lower scoring offense would be that they're a ground and pound. Well, they ground, they grind. Okay. They don't run the football very well. Um, they're giving up Teams have a better yard per carry average running against Notre Dame than Notre Dame does against their opponents. They're averaging about three yards a carry. And I mean, I went and I looked at, at the Notre Dame ball carriers, if you, you know, because college football for reasons that defy the will of God, they continue to take sacks out of the rushing yards. Even if you take, you know, Cohen's, you know, sack total out and you just look at Notre Dame backs, Three yards of carry is, is, is a good day for them right now. Um, I think a lot of that is they've got a brand-new offensive line that they're still breaking in. Um, but it, it that could be an issue against a really good Cincinnati defense and a really good secondary. Um, so now that I've just gotten done talking bad about the Irish, why do I think they're going to win this game? Well, for starters <laughs> – I like Brian Kelly, and I like the way he manages to get any kind of production um, out of an offense that doesn't hurt you on the ground and doesn't scare you in the air. But other than that, they're pretty good. Um, it may sound like a backhanded compliment, but I mean, I've watched them play in all or part of three of their games this season. And, and really, I don't know how he gets points out of them, but play design, play calling, he manages to get, you know, they do it. They play complementary football, and I think a lot of that starts with the way Kelly runs an offense, knowing that you know he's replaced so many um, mm -hmm. key and talented playmakers from from last year. Um, tight end Michael Mayer is a major mismatch when the Irish put themselves in position to or remember to use him. Um, he's the kind of player that can be the difference, and I think that this is going to be crucial in this game, in a game that I think is going to be low scoring. He can be the difference between field goals or touchdowns in the red zone. And, and I think that that's where, you know, even if he doesn't catch the ball, you know, eight or ten times, a couple of times he does, it could be in key spots. Uh, the other thing I like about this team, and I don't think it's um, – and I don't think this guy gets enough said about him. I don't think people are really tuning in as much as they should. 
is safety, the Kyle Hamilton. He's got three picks this year, and he wasn't one of the dudes that took one back to the house last week against Wisconsin. Um, he's out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's 6'4", 220. He's fast. He's physical. He's smart. He's athletic. I like watching him play. I foresee him getting opportunities to do some things in this game where he can really make a difference. Um, on to the Cincinnati. They've got um, quarterback Desmond Ritter. Um, guy takes care of the football. Defending offensive player of the year in the AAC. He's experienced, playmaker. He can make things happen in the air, and um, he can also um, he can also get on it and run when the play breaks down or on a designed run. Uh, Jerome Ford's reliable in the running game. He doesn't have big plays this year, but he's had. But the Alabama transfer has had them in the past. Um, they have an excellent defense, particularly like I said in that secondary. Neither of these teams are likely to make the big explosive play nor that critical devastating mistake. So this is going to be an intense contest without much breathing room on the field or on the scoreboard. These guys are going to be hanging around each other for four quarters. It's going to be – it's really going to be an endurance factor. And um, Notre Dame has been winning those games all season long. They, you know, the next comfortable win they have will be the first. I think they're going to do it one more time this week, and then their schedule gets a little easier after this. Give me the Irish 27-23. All right, Josh, great breakdown there. You're picking the Irish. Brian, let's go to you next, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got Notre Dame here, too. I think home field also plays a, a good advantage in here for them. I got them 24-17, though. A little lower score. All right. All right. Lindsay, what about you? I, too, have Notre Dame. I think Brian Kelly, he is just like – he's like a Honda Civic. He's really reliable, not super flashy. You're going to drive him for decades. Like, that is what this Notre Dame team is. And I think that will be plenty to beat the Cincinnati team. I think they're just going to keep working at it. And I like Notre Dame to win 23 to 17. All right. Alan, are you going to make it four for four? Or are you going against the grain? Well, guys, first of all, I want to mention it's supposed to be rainy and windy. In South Bend, Indiana, on Saturday, uh, Notre Dame only averages 80 yards on the ground. Cincinnati averages 165. Cincinnati also has a quarterback who can make plays with his legs. First team to 20 wins. Give me the Bearcats, 24 to 20. All right, so Allen steps out on that limb, takes the Bearcats, G5, murder. I do want to say, <laughs> as I was researching this game. I found a lot of Notre Dame fans were pissed off that they scheduled Cincinnati this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're kind of mad. <laughs> yeah. You know, they did pick a year to schedule like some really <laughs> tough games for a reset year for themselves, but they, they've navigated it. So, you know, yeah. by hook or by crook. And Josh is right. After this week, it's a lot more manageable. I mean, you're talking, we have to start talking to your children about an undefeated Notre Dame at, at some yeah. point. So easy there. They play Virginia Tech next week. We could win. <laughs> yes. And, and you could not. So. Hey, man, we can talk about an undefeated Notre USC. Dame. You know what Virginia they will lose Tech in the playoffs. Is? Virginia Tech is that Halloween candy that comes in either that black or orange uh, wrapper, and you don't uh, know what it is, but you're going to roll the dice and find Virginia out. Tech is not that ouch. <laughs> no, but it's it could be delicious or just the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth. No, I get it. I'm with you, Jay. I yeah. don't disagree entirely. <laughs> that that is fun. No, no black peanut butter things. That's saved for that's saved for the Florida State right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that should be good. Good correction, too. By the way, Alan caught it. It is a one thirty Central two. 
two thirty Eastern game. I got my my time. Those darn NBC games. I look, man. So Peacock, I don't know. You know, if if you got WWE and you're looking for that new Halloween movie, you can slide some Notre Dame into it. So uh, it, it's all it's all coming down. Well, I guess it's time for the big one uh, this weekend, and it's the one we've been uh, we've I been talking about, <laughs> waiting about for a while. I'm getting there. Number twelve, Ole Miss three and zero on the road, taking on number one Alabama four and zero. That's your Saturday, two p.m. two thirty Central, three thirty Eastern, forty five thirty eight in that game, Jay. Two yeah, thirty Central, three thirty Eastern, CBS game. So Lindsay, go ahead and break it down for us. Yeah, so for those of you who want to watch a game with scoring versus the Notre Dame game, this is the one for you, as Josh mentioned. So last year's game between these two teams ended with a score of 63-48, to Alabama. This is going to be another high-scoring game, and we've got two Heisman contender QBs going at it, Alabama's Bryce Young and Heisman favorite Matt Corral playing for Ole Miss. Now, Corral is a favorite for a reason. Just a few stats to wet your whistle here. He is completing 68% of his passes at 10.4 yards per attempt and 15.1 yards per completion. He's thrown nine touchdowns and zero interceptions. And the zero interception number will be extremely important going up against Alabama defense with a plus five turnover margin. Ole Miss will need to play squeaky clean, to keep the score even relatively close. Now, Alabama is currently ranked number four in the FBS at 46.5 points per game. Now, we've already talked about it. I know everyone here is a huge Lane Kiffin fan, so I'm sure you will all be pleased to know that the former Alabama offensive coordinator is flexing his offensive muscles at Ole Miss, who is currently ranked number one in points per game at 52.7 and yards per game at just over 635. Though, I'm going to add a little context here because those numbers could be inflated. Ole Miss is in the bottom third for strength of schedule with games against Louisville, Austin P, and Tulane under their belt. So maybe some inflated numbers there we're looking at. Now, I thought about talking about defense here for like a second and what Alabama (laughs) (laughs) would have to do to stop Ole Miss offense and ensure a win here. Things like forcing turnovers, despite the zero turnovers this season, Corral has been known to have some epic turnover fails. Yes. Um, and Alan actually mentioned earlier today, shout out to Alan, Ole Miss, I think, and correct me if I get this wrong, uh, are now playing 80% of their games on seven to eight man on man, right? Seven uh, to eight pre- man, dropping seven to eight guys in coverage. Thank you. Uh, versus the 15% uh, last year, previous years. So, There's your little spot of defense for this monster scoring game. Uh, So despite this Ole Miss change, despite this Ole Miss offense, let's be honest. This game is going to be all about one team outscoring the other. And Alabama is currently on an 18-game winning streak. Also worth noting, this is a home game for Alabama. And in recent history, Alabama has only lost two 
of 49 home games. That's right, folks. Alabama is 47-2 at home. That is not a kind statistic for a visiting team. So give me Alabama to win by double digits, 58-42. to All right, Lindsay likes it high scoring and likes Alabama to take it. Alan, what about you? You know, this this game makes me nervous uh, just because Kiffin really does know how to call plays. I'm glad it's a home game. And I will say this. The key to this game is whoever can run better. Last year, Ole Miss ran for 264 yards on Alabama. Alabama dropped 300 rushing yards on Ole Miss. With Ole Miss dropping back in those seven, eight-man coverages, Alabama needs to run the ball. Uh, I like it high score and give me Alabama 48-42. to 42. And Brian, what about you? I've got Alabama 48 to 35. All right. If you like Alabama, Josh, it's your turn. I, I hate Lane Kiffin with the heat of a thousand suns. I, this cannot be said enough. This cannot be the week Alabama falters. He cannot be the first Saban assistant to record a win against his former boss. This game is going to stress me out. I'm going to hate the lack of defense. God, give me Alabama 41 35. God is sorry he made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's probably going to be a score fest, but I, you know, I'm not doing official picks, but someone tells me we're we're putting a lot of chips on a lot of points. I think this one may be a little little lower scoring and closer than we think. So uh, just just a little J inside I, tip I there. I got it on the lower you, end. You're on the lower end of of the the group here. Yeah, I, I would agree there. But still, uh, anyway, uh, you know what? Uh, but again, your midday has a contrast. If you want defense and maybe to take a nap, Notre Dame and Cincinnati is for you. If you want to watch offenses <laughs> go at each other, and you know a couple coaches who's Animations on the sidelines can either be infuriating or entertaining or both. Uh, Alabama Ole Miss is What's your. What's the over under on how many times um, uh, the Gary Danielson is going to mention um, you need a good quarterback to beat Alabama, as opposed to all the teams that you know want a bad quarterback? I don't know, but I'm going to say this: I won't be listening to a single syllable of it, so it doesn't oh, matter. I will mute that and just enjoy. Two weeks ago was that, that Gary and um, and and and. Um, Brad, we're on mute. Yeah, everything yeah. else about that game was 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 terrible, but I didn't have to listen to it. Well, that is our college featured games of the week. But uh, you know what? We're not done because the NFL is getting in on this action. Uh, we got to have some fun NFL, too. And I did not think this would be the featured NFL game of the week. But uh, here we are in a world where the Arizona Cardinals are 3-0, and and they're on the road to take on the also 3-0 Los Angeles Rams. That's your Sunday, 3.05 Central, 4.05 p.m. Fox game of the week. Brian, break this one down for us, man. A couple of high-powered offenses again. You know, there were some sexy matches for this week coming into the week until last week happened. And then <laughs> it just kind of looked like this is really it. So this is what we go with here. Both teams are off to a hot start 3-0, like you mentioned, Jay. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford has breathed new life into that offense. And Cooper Cup is the happiest man in L.A. right now. McVay has never, I repeat, never lost to the Cardinals since becoming the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. Outscoring wow. the Cardinals 251 to 91 in those eight games. The Rams have scored at least 30 points in seven of those eight games, and that was before Stafford arrived. This isn't the same Cardinals team, though. Kyler Murray has led the Cardinals to the second best offense in the NFL, and the defense is ranked 11th overall. 
They decimated the Titans offense in week one, and they missed a missed extra point and a game winning field goal that was missed gave them the win over Minnesota before crushing Jacksonville in week three. The Rams will be their biggest challenge to date. They're averaging 31.7 points a game while giving up only 20.7. The Cardinals, on the other hand, are averaging 34.3 points a game and giving up 21.7 points a game. So on paper, it looks like a pretty evenly matched game. The difference will come down to the defense. The Cardinals and the Rams both have a good pass defense, third and sixth in the NFL respectively, but the Cardinals are better at stopping the run. The Rams are 27th against the run, and Kyler Murray is a mobile quarterback. That will be the difference in the game. Give me the Cardinals to break the streak and win 35 to 33. All right. Brian's got the cards. Lindsay, what do you say? Mm. Man, well, I think Oklahoma does a great job controlling the game all around. So even though, uh, I'm sorry, what am I talking about? I couldn't wait to see where that one was going. Yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> go <ahead>. So <laughs> let's go back. Uh, give me the Rams, 30 to 24. All right. I That's what that. I was going to say. I got you. All right. Josh, who you got? Uh, look. I already told you, you know, the Rams may not be doing a great job against the run. Arizona's not going to run the football. I told you that in week one um, when we broke Allen. Um, two good teams, both playing well. I do like the Rams defense more, so I'm going to stick with the home team. Give me the uh, Rams 38-31, please. All right, Allen, whose side are you on in this one? You know, the Rams have – are the better team. They've played better opponents. I do worry about a letdown after a huge win over the Bucks and Brady last week. Um, caveat to that game, that was the first time Tom Brady's thrown for over 400 yards and no interceptions and lost a game in his career. Um, here's the thing, guys. Wow. Arizona has not beaten anybody. Hmm. The Titans are broke. The Jags are on one of the, the fifth longest losing streak in NFL history, and the Vikings choked away that game. Give me the Rams 34-24. I had, I had to say, Brian, when you uh, were talking about the Minnesota loss, and I was like, oh, missed kicks cost the Vikings. You don't say. I mean, no, right? <laughs> that is, that is Let me story. tell you, when we watched that game, both my son and I are going, stop moving the ball. Just <laughs> sit down and kick a 50-yard <laughs> kick because he'll make that. But a 27 or 37 yard kick, we're hosed. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are so correct. Well, should be an entertaining one for sure. Well, we've got an extra specially large lightning round this week because we're going to do four college games, three NFLers to hear, and we've got another ranked on rank to kick us off in this lightning round. Some Big 12 action and a couple teams I wouldn't have had on my bingo card as undefeated to start off with. Number 21, the Baylor Bears, 4-0, on the road to take on the number 19 Oklahoma State Cowboys, 4-0, at your Saturday, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2 game. Josh, kick us off. Who do you think's got this one? <clears throat> well, you know, I didn't think that Baylor would knock off Iowa State. Um, I clearly made a mistake betting against the Oklahoma State last week. I won't make that mistake again. Um, give me the home team. Give me Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with the Oklahoma State 31-27. All right, Oklahoma State 31-27. Allen, you did think Baylor would take out Iowa State. So who you got in this one? You know, I didn't have any faith in the Cowpokes last week, and it, it cost me, okay? I, I, I can admit that mistake. But here's the thing, guys. I trust Baylor quarterback Jerry Bohannon 
way more than I do Oklahoma State Spencer Sanders. So give me the Baylor Bears in the battle of odd Big 12 towns of Stillwater and Waco. I take Baylor 38 to 28. That is true. That is true. Lindsay, who you got? Well, clearly, I have Oklahoma State on the mind. So <laughs> even though Baylor is good, and I think well, don't don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> All right, let me back up. <laughs> even though they're no Virginia Tech. Even though, <laughs> even though Baylor is pretty efficient, um, they on paper look a little better than Oklahoma State, but I still got to go with Oklahoma State on this one to win 27-24. Close game. All right, all right. I'm seeing a pattern where Allen is on a limb this week. We'll see how that works out for him. He's either going to be he's either going to be lapping us or he's going to be um, in last next week. Yeah. Indeed, the punishment. <laughs> and this next one is inspired actually by Allen because it's his alma mater opening up their well, brand new I want to pick stadium. one here. Let me pick. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I Brian. I didn't man. see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> the one guy who actually had faith in the cowpokes right here. The one guy who had faith in them last week. True. Yeah, that was True. me. I'm not going against them this week either. Cowpokes 24-21. All right. All right. So it's Oklahoma State. With OK State last week. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So as I was saying, uh, we honor Allen's alma mater here with that one. The UAB Blazers three and one hosting the Liberty Flames also three and one opening protective life stadium, brand new stadium for the UAB Blazers. Well overdue. Uh, G5 special action this week. It's your 6 p.m., 7 p.m. CBS Sports Network game. If you're in the evening slot and I want something to do before the late games, who you got in this one? Alan, we'll kick it off with you. Well, first of all, let's say. This stadium is so overdue. Just to go watch a game at Legion Field, I'm pretty sure you need a tetanus shot. Um, <laughs> oh, at least. Guys, 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 I mean, UAB's defense is playing good. They run the ball. Uh, you know, I like Malik Willis and Liberty and Hugh Freeze. I'm sure he's got some crazy dental chair, hospital bed <laughs> apparatus to coach from this week. But give me the Blazers at home to open that new stadium, 28 to 24. All right, Brian, what about you, bud? Look, man, they were embarrassed in losing their last game at that old crappy stadium that they had. They're not going to do that here. UAB is going to win this game to open that stadium, 17-14. All right, slow score. Uh, Josh, what about you? I hope the stadium is jacked and the crowd is pumped. I hope they're celebrating not being in Legion Field. Two good teams here. I believe in the Blazers. I'm going shootout in this one, though. UAB 41-38. Go Blazers. All right. Shootout style. Lindsay, what about you? I am seriously questioning my pick right now. Um, <laughs> I went back and forth <laughs> a fair amount with this, but Liberty QB Malik Willis is putting up some numbers that are too big for me to ignore. I'm going to go with Liberty on this one to win 28 to 24. All right. All right. I could, I could see it's an interesting case uh, because one of you demanded it. Um, we're going to talk about UConn. <laughs> oh, and five. I don't know who that was on the road to take on Josh. the Vanderbilt Commodores. One and four in the Annapolis <laughs> bowl. This is your six 30 PM, seven 30 ESPN. this is trip to fan. And the fact that this is on television, Alan, explain to me how that can happen and then tell me who's winning. Well, first of all, Jay, it's on television because it's the beginning of October. And after the game is over, you're going to be able to stream it on the horror film app. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> yes. yes. This is going to be awful. You know, UConn, 
They almost won. They were a 30-point underdog to Wyoming, and I've never heard of Wyoming being a 30-point favorite against anybody. <laughs> Vanderbilt's awful. UConn's awful. Give me Vanderbilt 14-13. to 13. All right. Lindsay, what about you? <laughs> I hear UConn's taking steps to improve, so there's that. And, and look, Vanderbilt is bad, but they are not UConn bad. So I think Vanderbilt is going to take this one 30 to 17. Well, I guess we're going to find out if you come bad or not. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're to learn. Josh, who you got, man? You know, um, detainees at Gitmo are choosing waterboarding over half of the watch. <laughs> uh, you know, they should, they, this game should be played in Legion Field. Uh, if honest about it. Uh, but, you know, look, um, no one's watching this. Outside of Nashville, no one's watching it in Nashville. And that's a shame because, you know, Vandy's actually going to get a win. Uh, <laughs> give me the Vandy candy, 28-23. All right, Brian, round us up. Yeah, I got Vandy 24-10 on this one. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell all of you, if that happens, if UConn's 0-6, we're talking UConn UMass next week because it's the Ofer Bowl, y'all. So. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. So that, uh, Someone's well, gonna break the streak. I'm telling you, somebody. Wow. Uh, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, one more college game to round us out. A little Pac-12 after dark to cleanse the palate. The Arizona State Sun Devils, the Fighting Herms, on the road to take on the number twenty UCLA Bruins. Also three and one. That's your nine thirty p.m. Central, ten thirty p.m. Eastern. FS1 rounded out game of the evening. Josh, you're a big fan of Herm. Start us off with this one. Who you got? I am, and I wish this one wasn't on FS1. Uh, I'd love to watch it. I do like Herm. Um, I like this UCLA team. I like their running back, Zach Charbonnet. Give me the Bruins in this one. I'm going UCLA 37-31. All right, Lindsay, who you got? These teams are pretty similarly matched, but ASU has a slightly slimmer coaching staff these days. Uh, thanks to some administrative leave. Um, oh, is that what we call it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what I'm all of the articles. The Arizona State <laughs> I think that's how the AD put it. But uh, they they also make poor mistakes on the field, resulting in far too many penalties. I like UCLA as well, 28 to 24. Now you're on to some of those penalties there, I think. Brian, who you got? I got UCLA 42 to 35. All right. Allen, round us out. Guys, I want to point this out. UCLA quarterback DTR has thrown nine TDs and only one interception so far this season. UCLA has played better opponents at Arizona State by far. But this is the Pac-12, and who knows anymore. <laughs> I am going to take the Bruins. I'm just guessing here, but give me the Bruins 35 to 28. All right, so it's Bruins across the board. We'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. Uh, who, who knows? Is exactly right. Going Arizona State with that, um, that lead in. I, thought- I know. I felt it coming on, and then he teased me, and it didn't happen. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. So I, I was holding it back this week. Well, we go into NFL action, and uh, it's not going to be a sexy game, but it might be important. The Detroit Lions, 0-3, on the road to take on the Chicago Bears, 1-2. Important how? Who gets the first pick in the draft? <laughs> that. 
that you might get fired. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see. Well, Chicago won't get to keep the pick if they do. <laughs> this is true. Oh, ouch. This is hey, your Joe Daniel Jones replacement. <laughs> This is your uh, Sunday, October 3rd, 12 noon uh, Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Fox game. My goodness, if you get this one, please go grocery shopping during it. But we're picking it anyway. So, Brian, who you got? Cover your children's eyes. <laughs> look, guys, these teams suck. They suck. <laughs> and Justin Fields looked awful in his yeah. debut. Uh, Lions are going to win this game and get their first win of the season because the Bears are inept. Jared Goff can kind of play, so I'll give it to him. Lions 27-17. All right. Josh, who you got? I mean, Detroit got hosed by the referee last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Epic record-setting kick. Uh, I mean, look. That shouldn't have. Did I see this right? The the bear. I mean, hey, look, I'm a Raiders fan. Franco Harris still hasn't caught that ball, and it was a fumble, Tom. <laughs> Not that Damn it, Kiffin. Um, uh, so, <laughs> um. <sighs> I, did I see this right where the Bears had one passing yard? Yes, because they take sack yards out of passing yards as team where yards. In the NFL. What? Yeah. <laughs> one passing yard. I mean, Technically, it was, it was 62, but yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you would think that that's my kind of nirvana, but no, this was not that great defense. This was terrible offense. Um, I think that, that, look, I actually, I think this is the week that Matt Nagy gets sacked because this is the week that Detroit is going to get their first win. Um, give me the Lions 24 to the 19. All right, Alan, who you got? You know, tell me this. What type of football genius do you have to be with your rookie quarterback to use five-man predictions against a defensive line like the Browns? It's actually really good as far as a front four. That's why uh, you're a rookie quarterback. I think not a genius for 600. <laughs> Get sacked nine times. Nine, nine times. <laughs> Guys, listen, the Bears are averaging 234 yards of offense a game this season. That's terrible. That's just terrible. Terrible. Nagy's in trouble. This team may quit on him. I double-checked this with my buddy who is a Bears expert. He said, please pick the Lions. So I'm taking the Lions 24 to 20. All right, Lindsay, you got any affiliations either way on this one? I don't have any affiliations with this one, but I, too, think that this is the game that breaks the Lions' losing streak. I like Detroit to win 24-21. to 21. It's Dan Campbell biting kneecaps all around here on the gridiron break. That is for sure. <laughs> this weekend, but, yeah, oh, wow. Well, we had to put it in there. It was, it was fun. So, all right, so – the game that NBC will nauseate you with, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I refuse to watch this one. I'm <laughs> two not watching. One. I'm even on mute. Two and one. On the road to take on the New England Patriots, one and two. That's your Sunday night, 7.20 Central, 8.20 p.m. NBC game of the week. They're calling it the return. We'll see if it is. Lindsay, who you got in this one? First, how many fans in that stadium will be wearing New England Patriots okay. fans will be wearing Brady jerseys? A lot. Over 50%, 100%. It'll be over 50%. Look, Brady's going home. He was interviewed, talked about he knows every inch of that stadium. I think it's going to work to his advantage. His head's in the right place, and it should be. They lost their last game, and I think he's he's out for blood on this one. His head is, you know, straightforward, going to beat the Pats. Now is not the time to get melancholy or, you know, think about all of these nostalgic things um 
I like the Bucks to win this 34 to 27. All right. Josh, you got uh, Emo Tom or his old team? All right. I've got, I've got, I've got to go. I've got to go. Clerks too here. There's only one return, and it's of the Jedi, not the Brady. Uh, I wish I, if, if we were not, if we were not a family friendly show, I would quote the direct line because it's what I've been thinking throughout this entire show tonight. Um, you know, look, I, I'm not going to be able to watch this game, and I like Tom Brady. Give me the Bucks, 34-23. This is going to be insufferable. <laughs> Alan, who you got, man? <laughs> you know, Brady does know every inch of that stadium. He knows where the deflator works in that mm-hmm. stadium, too. <laughs> he knows where uh, every ball is. Exactly. I was going to say he's old enough before they, he was there before they built it, but anyway. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. We all know how Tom Brady rolls. The Buccaneers are going to absolutely destroy New England. It is going to get ugly. It is not going to be pretty. Give me the Bucks, 38-13. to 13. Gotcha. Brian, who you got? Here's some fun fact for you. In 20 seasons, Tom Brady has only lost back-to-back games nine times, and two of those were in 2015. Typically, after a loss, he's pissed off, and he puts the boots to the throats of his opponents. So give me the Bucks 33-17 to in this one. Yeah, I, again, I don't make picks on this one, but uh, you can kind of see, like, hate games coming from a while away, like – Gus Malzahn was inconsistent about a lot of things at Auburn, except one thing, beating the H out of Arkansas every chance he got. So, yeah, Tom, Tom does the same. I would agree with you guys in this And one. what's with yeah. uh, no love for Gronk coming back? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, he can return, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> My friend is still bitter at me for not saying this last week. Gronk eats Tide Pods. <laughs> he, uh, if you've watched his commercials, probably. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> Finally, we wind up on the Monday night game, and it's a surprise good one. The Las Vegas Raiders 3-0 and taking on those Los Angeles Chargers at 2-1. and Again, Monday night, 7-15, 8-15 on your ESPNN. Josh, you're the Raiders fan, so tell us. What do you think, man? Well, all right, so let, let's start with this. Are you want to talk about um, crazy statistics? The Raiders are 3-0 and for the first time since 2002. Most of you on this show yet. Um, (laughs) It just, it's, 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 it's a shock to me. Um, Also shocking. The Raiders defense, not even terrible. Um, (laughs) When um, last week against the hated Chiefs, uh, the Raiders spotted Miami a lead, erased it, gave it back and somehow still won in overtime. Um, I like the way maximum Derek Carr is leading the offense. The defense continues learning not to suck. It is expected that despite this being a home game for the Chargers, L.A. is going to be overwhelmingly silver and black. They're talking about 60% of the Mm. stadium could be wearing the uh, color of champions. Um, Give me the Raiders in this one. Last year, um, both games, the, the Raiders and Chargers split last year. They were, I think, by two and one point. I think this one is going to be similar in that. Um, give me my Raiders going to 4 and 0, 31-30. This is going to be a close one. I think it's going to be worth watching. And um, the ESPN broadcast booth is actually a, a joy to listen to on the Monday night. So this is going to be. No, fun. you need to watch the Manning broadcast. They're not doing this one. They're not doing this one. They're not doing this one. That's what hell looks like to me. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not coming back in like week seven. Yeah. Manning's everywhere. 
Yeah, they only contracted <laughs> him for a little bit. So, uh, Alan, we'll, we'll go to you. Who you got in this one? So. Well, you know, besides that my fantasy football team really needs this, um, <laughs> something tells me that Justin Herbert is going to be able to outduel Derek Carr. And here's the thing. I don't think the Raiders can cover Mike Williams. Nobody has covered that man so far this season. The vertical passing game for the Chargers has been spot on. And I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. I don't care if they're in San Diego, if they're in Los Angeles, wherever the heck they are. Give me the Chargers, 38-35. All right, Brian, what do you say? I am with Alan. Give me the Chargers to win this game 28-24, and the Raiders come back down to earth. All right, Lindsay, finish us out. Look, guys, Raiders have a great record so far, but due largely in part to their opposing teams, catching some unlucky breaks, injuries, just excessively poor game management, looking at you, Harbaugh. (laughs) I think I think that this is the game that breaks the Raiders streak too. I'm with Brian and Allen on this. Give me the Chargers 30 to 21. All right. So uh, Josh, you stand alone on Raiders you know, Island, but that's you know okay. what? I'm, I'm good with that. You know, something that's interesting um just in terms of, you know, Lindsay was talking about, you know, the Raiders maybe having um you know, gotten some um some luck which Raiders fans know that doesn't happen. The Broncos are, and the Raiders are tied for 3-0, and uh, tied atop the AFC West. The Broncos' opponents are a combined 0-9. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, so. Uh, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, the Arizona's uh, beatdowns are, are against the, the lesser. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a theme. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Ole Miss, yeah, it's all, it's all, there's a theme tonight. So, there kind of is. And, you know, and it's that Josh hates Lane Kiffin. That is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, the Raiders do have flaws, and, you know, I've got this by one point. Um, yeah. It could go the it could go the Chargers' way, but um, – I, um, I, I will agree. Yeah, I, this is going to be an infinitely watchable game. This is definitely one to stay up for it and check out for sure. So, Alan, you were 2-2 two and two this year on the Jabroni picks, man. And, look, just so people maybe you know, tuning in the first time, that's your, like, you know, Hail Mary, Danger Zone, Upset Alert pick of the week. That's pretty darn good, man. Clemson went down in double overtime to NC State, as we know. Uh, so, who are you putting on the block this week? Well, I will say I, I'm that close to being three and one. Uh, App State almost almost did Miami in week two, but the yeah, dang I'm cat falling out of the stands it changed the whole momentum. Uh, I'm still uh, okay. The Jabroni this week <laughs> takes us to those bright Friday night lights, where a top ten team that calling them offensively challenged is a massive understatement. <laughs> they travel to take on a conference opponent. Iowa, I am calling you out. You are the jabroni. Iowa quarterback Spencer Petras is is bad. There's just no way to put it. He's completing 59% of his passes and leads an offense that's averaging 293 yards a game. The Iowa defense has been fantastic, but they actually face a decent upstart offense led by Talia Tagovailoa. Um, Two brother. Yeah, exactly. Little Tua. Mm. Um, he has 1,340 passing yards to go along with 10 touchdowns. And they have a big-time receiver, Dante Demias Jr. Mm. Check this guy out. He is big. He's 6'3". He's 215. He's got 24 catches, 446 yards. Uh, and for those of you who are keeping track at home, that's 18.6 yards a catch. Uh, which is pretty impressive. The Terps defense has been solid. Specifically, the run defense has been really good. They can be thrown on, 
but that would require a quarterback that doesn't look like Edward Scissors' hands in the pocket. <laughs> so Maryland and Mike Loxley gets a huge win on Friday night. Yeah. Give me the Terps, twenty-seven to twenty over Iowa. That would that be Maryland massive. Is, is not the Maryland it. team that used to be. No, uh, you they, know what? Uh, Robert really Griffin, well the, yeah, Robert Griffin the third, who's now joined ESPN and stuff like that. He threw out kind of his, you know, a, a way too early Heisman list, but. Uh, Leo was on that list. He was, you know, in the mix. He said I, he's been impressed with the way the kid plays. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think you're the lot. only human that uses his full name. It's RG three. Yeah, I will tell you somebody who no doesn't get any publicity, but Tanner Mordecai, former Oklahoma quarterback at SMU, is lighting things up. Yep, he is Gary him. Gary's a little bitter about that, isn't he? Oh, man. <laughs> Gary's angry. So. Iowa could look past uh, Maryland a little bit before their battle with Penn State, but um, I, I still like the Hawkeyes' defense, and I, I don't know who Maryland has put these points up against. Uh, kind but, of a, but, but Iowa struggled with Colorado State, who's awful. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> It is, look, the 17 unanswered in the second half, and you're right. I was not going to blow anybody out with the offense, but um, you know, they look. Here's the other thing, though. I was got wins against ranked opponents. Maryland. I mean, they played Butkers. Thank you for that, Lindsay. I I, I love you forever <laughs> for that. Um, ranked opponents. Okay, yeah, they beat an Iowa State team that's a fraud. Who Ooh. else did they beat? Indiana was ranked when they played them. Fraud. They lost yeah, to Cincinnati. I, yeah, As, Indiana okay, should never so have been I ranked. Played nothing but frauds, but you're telling me about the stats I'm that Maryland's putting I'm up. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. All it takes is if you want I would to get down fraud, 14 babe, points. Sing back to you on every point you're making. Well, I'm just Alan's telling calling you. Iowa out, so that's the point. We'll see if that one hits like uh, the last couple have. So it'll he's be. Good. He's a, on a streak. He's he's two. Like you said, he, you're two and two, and very close to a three and one on these. So it makes me nervous uh, as as a Hawkeyes <laughs> fan because you've been hitting these, but um, I, I I hope you're wrong again this week. Well, we will Don't see how it lately. We will see how it goes. That is for sure. Well, folks, it's been a lot of fun here on the Gridiron Breakdown. Of course, go to thegridironbreakdown.com. That's where you can find all the links to the show. Check us out. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Again, exclusive stuff on the YouTube channel. And go ahead and subscribe to our podcast feeds, audio feeds, exclusive content there just for you as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about it all again. For Alan, for Brian, for Lindsay, for Josh, and for all the hate that Lane Kiffin uh, could be mustered against this week that we've done, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening and watching the Gridiron Breakdown. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for watching and listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. Visit thegridironbreakdown.com where you will find links to everywhere the show is featured. Give us a follow, a like, and subscribe to stay up to date with the show. Tune in next week for more analysis and opinions from our hosts.